It's the 12th day of January. Let's read the Bible. Hello, folks. My name is Ray Pritchard, and we are on a journey, a marathon together, reading through the Bible this year from Genesis to Revelation. We are deep in the book of Genesis, which means, of course, we still have a long way to go, but we've made great progress here. And by the 12th day, we are already to Genesis chapters 35, 36, and 37, chapter 35, birth and death together. Chapter 36, there's a lot of names in chapter 36. I'm going to do the best I can as I look through chapter 36. I'm reminded that I am not a professional reader, but we will go through this together and think about these names. And then in chapter 37, we're going to get to a very familiar story, the beginning of the story of Joseph. So, before we jump in, just a reminder, be sure to go to keepbelieving.com and download the reading guide. And I hope you will tell a friend, invite them to hop on the Bible bus and join with us as we adventure our way through the Bible this year. Genesis chapter 35. God said to Jacob, get up, go to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his family and all who were with him, get rid of the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your clothes. We must get up and go to Bethel. I will build an altar there to the God who answered me in my day of distress. He has been with me everywhere I have gone. Then they gave Jacob all their foreign gods and their earrings, and Jacob hid them under the oak near Shechem. When they set out, a terror from God came over the cities around them, and they did not pursue Jacob's sons. So Jacob and all who were with him came to Luz, that is Bethel, in the land of Canaan. Jacob built an altar there and called the name of the place El Bethel, the house of God, because it was there that God had revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. Deborah, the one who had nursed and raised Rebekah, died and was buried under the oak south of Bethel. So Jacob named it Alon Bakuth. God appeared to Jacob again after he returned from Padan Aram, and he blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob, and you will no longer be named Jacob, but your name will be Israel. And so he named him Israel. God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation, indeed an assembly of nations, will come from you, and kings will descend from you. I will give to you the land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac, and I will give the land to your future descendants. Then God withdrew from him at the place where he had spoken to him. Jacob set up a marker at the place where he had spoken to him, a stone marker. He poured a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. Jacob named the place where God had spoken with him Bethel. They set out from Bethel. When they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth, and her labor was difficult. During her difficult labor, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for you will have another son. With her last breath, for she was dying, she named him Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. Jacob set up a marker on her grave. It is the marker at Rachel's grave still today. Israel set out again and pitched his tent beyond the Tower of Eder. 
While Israel was living in that region, Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine, Bilhah, and Israel heard about it. Jacob had 12 sons. Leah's sons were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. Rachel's sons were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Rachel's slave Bilhah were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Leah's slave Zilpah were Gad and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Padan Aram. Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre in Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had stayed. Isaac lived 180 years. He took his last breath and died and was gathered to his people old and full of days. His sons Esau and Jacob buried him. So now, chapter 36. So now, Isaac has died. Rebekah had died earlier. Rachel has died. Jacob and Esau have come together to bury their father Isaac. Now, whatever happened to Esau and his family, and whatever happened to Jacob and his family, and that's really what the rest of the book of Genesis is going to be all about. Now, chapter 36 is going to start by just tracing down some of the descendants of Esau. These, verse 1, are the family records of Esau, that is Edom. Esau took his wives from the Canaanite women, Adah, son of Elon the Hethite, Aholabama, daughter of Anah, and granddaughter of Zibion the Hivite, and Basemoth, daughter of Ishmael, and sister of Nebioth. Adah bore Eliphaz to Esau, Basemoth bore Rule, and Aholabama bore Jeus, Jalem, and Korah. These were Esau's sons who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, sons, daughters, and all the people of his household, as well as his herds, all his livestock, and all the property he had acquired in Canaan. He went to a land away from his brother Jacob, for their possessions were too many for them to live together. And because of their herds, the land where they stayed could not support them. So Esau, that is Edom, lived in the mountains of Seir. These are the family records of Esau father of the Edomites in the mountains of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, son of Esau's wife, Adah, and Ruel, son of Esau's wife, Basemoth. The sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gatim, and Kenaz. Timnah, a concubine of Esau's son, Eliphaz, bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Adah. These are Ruel's sons, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Basemoth. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Aholabama, daughter of Anah and granddaughter of Zibion. She bore Jeus, Jalem, and Korah to Edom. These are the chiefs among Esau's sons. The sons of Eliphaz, Esau's firstborn, chief Teman, chief Omar, chief Zepho, chief Kenaz, chief Korah, chief Gatim, and chief Amalek. These are the chiefs descended from Eliphaz in the land of Eden. These are the sons of Adah. These are the sons of Ruel, Esau's sons, chief Nahath, chief Zerah, chief Shammah, and chief Mizah. These are the chiefs descended from Ruel in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Basemath. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Aholabama, chief Jeus, chief Jalem, and chief Korah. These are the chiefs descended from Esau's wife, Aholabama, 
daughter of Anah. These are the sons of Esau, that is Edom, and these are their chiefs. These are the sons of Seir, the Horite, the inhabitants of the land. Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Anah, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishon. These are the chiefs among the Horites, the sons of Seir in the land of Edom. The sons of Lotan were Horai and Heman. Timnah was Lotan's sister. These are Shobal's sons, Alvin, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. These are Zibion's sons, Ai and Anah. This was the Anah who found the hot springs in the wilderness while he was pasturing the donkeys of his father Zibion. These are the children of Anah. Dishon and Aholibamah, daughter of Anah. These are Dishon's sons, Himdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Chiron. These are Ezer's sons, Bilhan, Za'avan, and Akan. These are Dishon's sons, Uz and Aran. These are the chiefs among the Horites, Chief Lotan, Chief Shobal, Chief Zibion, Chief Anna, Chief Dishon, Chief Ezer, and Chief Dishon. These are the chiefs among the Horites, clan by clan, in the land of Seir. These are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the Israelites. Bela, son of Beor, reigned in Edom. The name of his city was Dinhaba. When Bela died, Johab, son of Zerah from Basra, reigned in his place. When Jobab died, Husham from the land of the Temanites reigned in his place. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Bedad, reigned in his place. He defeated Midian in the field of Moab. The name of his city was Avath. When Hadad died, Samla from Masrika reigned in his place. When Samla died, Shaul from Rehoboth on the Euphrates River reigned in his place. When Shaul died, Baal Hanan, son of Achbor, reigned in his place. When Baal Hanan, son of Achbor, died, Hadar reigned in his place. His city was Paul, and his wife's name was Mahatabel, daughter of Matred, daughter of Mezahab. These are the names of Esau's chiefs, according to their families and their localities, by their names. Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jephthah, Chief Aholabama, Chief Eli, Chief Pinon, Chief Kenaz, Chief Teman, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdiel, and Chief Iram. These are Edom's chief chiefs. According to their settlements in the land they possessed, Esau was father of the Edomites. Let me, let me just read, before I say anything else, let me just read one or two verses here of chapter 37. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. These are the family records of Jacob. A long time ago, one of my Hebrew professors explained chapter 36 in the first part of 37 this way, that we ought to think of it, that long list of names, some of them a little difficult to pronounce in chapter 36, the chiefs and the kings and so on, descended out of Esau in the land of Seir, the land of Edom, east of the Dead Sea. It's a long list right there. Okay. What we're supposed to know is that uh, the blessing that uh, that uh, Isaac gave to Edom, it has come true that though he is living away from Jacob, he has been greatly blessed and in and, and, and worldly, worldly uh, 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 
goods. He's got a lot. I mean, it's not as if Esau didn't do well. Esau did very well. He had all of this. Okay? Had all of this. And Jacob is over here. And Jacob is given two verses. And my Hebrew professor years ago, just stuck in my mind. He said, we've got to think of it this way. Esau got the world. Jacob got the Lord. Who got the better part of that deal? In the end, it's always better to get the Lord. In this world, sometimes it's not clear. People think this world is the only world. So get all you can. But it is better to have the Lord. That's part of what we're to learn from this story. Okay, now let's read chapter 37. Jacob lived in the land where his fathers had stayed, the land of Canaan. These are the family records of Jacob. At 17 years of age, Joseph tended sheep with his brothers. The young man was working with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than his other sons because Joseph was a son born to him in his old age. And he made a now, my version says a long-sleeved robe for him, but they give us the alternative here, ornate. I always think of the, the coat from the King James Version, the coat of many colors, the bright, colorful robe. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not bring themselves to speak peaceably to him. Then Joseph had a dream. When he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. There we were binding sheaves of grain in the field. Suddenly my sheaf stood up and your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. Are you really going to reign over us? His brothers asked him, are you really going to rule us? So they hated him even more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Look, I had another dream. And this time, this time, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. He told his father and brothers and his father rebuked him. What kind of dream is this that you've had? He said, am I and your mother and your brothers really going to come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in his mind. His brothers had gone to pasture their father's flocks at Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, your brothers, you know, are pasturing the flocks at Shechem. Get ready. I'm sending you to them. I'm ready, Joseph replied. Then Israel said to him, go and see how your brothers and the flocks are doing and bring word back to me. So we sent him from the Hebron Valley, down south. He went to Shechem, a man unnamed. A man found him there, wandering in the field, and asked him, What are you looking for? I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph said. Can you tell me where they are pasturing their flocks? They've moved on from here, the man said. I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph set out after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him in the distance, and before he had reached them. They plotted to kill him. They said to one another, oh, look, here comes that dream expert. So now come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the pits. We can say that a vicious animal ate him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to save him from them. He said, let's not take his life. Reuben also said to them, don't shed blood. Throw him into this pit in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him, intending to rescue him from them and return him to his 
his father. When Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped off Joseph's robe, the long-sleeved robe that he had on. Then they took him and threw him into the pit. The pit was empty without water. They sat down to eat a meal. And when they looked up, there was a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were carrying aromatic gum, balsam, and resin going down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When Midianite traders passed by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit and sold him for 20 pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, the boy is gone. What a what am I going to do? So they took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the robe in its blood. They sent the long sleeve robe to their father and said, We found this. Examine it. Is it your son's robe or not? His father recognized it. It is my son's robe, he said. A vicious animal has devoured him. Joseph has been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth around his waist, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And his father wept for him. The Midianites, meanwhile, sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guards. We started today's reading with death and death and the birth of Benjamin. And then that long family record of Esau. And then the story of Joseph. And, you know, in these chapters of Jacob and Esau, we see the terrible, the terrible cost of deceit, of treachery, of envy, of anger. Now we see the brothers plotting. They're, they're divided among themselves about what to do, but they're angry at Joseph. They're going to kill him. Then they're going to throw him in the pit. Then Reuben's going to rescue him. And here come the Ishmaelites, and they, they sell him into slavery. And when this chapter ends, old Jacob thinks his favorite son has been ripped apart by animals. Little does he know. Little does he know. It's going to take a while to find out too many years. Little does he know, uh, Joseph has been sold into slavery down in Egypt. But God, but God, there's, there's more to come here. At the end of the story, it just looks so sad and hopeless, but God, God's got his hand on Joseph. He's going to use him in amazing ways down there in Egypt. And in the end, in the end of it all, we're not there, but in the end of it all, Joseph's going to be able to say to his brothers many years down the road, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Stay tuned, folks. A whole lot more to come. We're learning about human weakness, aren't we? But we're learning a lot about the faithfulness and the providence and the goodness of God. God knows what he's doing even when we don't have a clue. Be encouraged. Go out and have a great day, folks. Come back tomorrow.
We're going to do this again. God bless.